Hello, and welcome to the SQA Historical Committee podcast. My name is Jackie Bouchong. I am on the SQA Board of Directors, and I am delighted to bring you this podcast today. I'm here with Jim Alt to learn about his experience with the roots of quality assurance and SQA. Jim has been a member of SQA since 1991, and he started out as a trainer with the Education Committee doing four on-site trainings per year. So thank you, Jim, for being here today with us. Can you tell me how you got involved in quality assurance? Mostly, as I mentioned, I was the only independent scientist in my organization. And when FDA promulgated the regulations in 78, we had to comply. So they were casting the net broadly, trying to find somebody that had uh, wouldn't interfere with the work, first of all, and second of all, was independent already, kind of, of the operations groups. So tag, I'm it. <laughs> and here's the regulations, go do them. <laughs> and I think that's the directions many of us got back in those days. Was, you know, my, my first experience with QA was I took a training course uh, with a pharma group but it was a GMP, and I was just appalled. I, I went to this meeting, and they were just, you know, when FDA shows up, you put them in a room, and you don't ever let them out unless somebody's accompanying them. You never hand them anything. You never give them anything. You never volunteer. I'm going, are these people in human rule? I mean, <laughs> yeah. but they didn't, you know, their, their approach was don't, don't cooperate. Don't do anything that would seem like, you're cooperating with FDA. And I think that was kind of the big pharma approach uh, originally. I w it was fairly disoriented and dis disappointed, I guess, in that two-day training class that I sat in. And after I left there, I, you know, I went back and my boss says, well, what did you learn? I said, I learned nobody wants to work with these guys, but you know, they've got all the tools that we need to do what we need to do. And we need to learn from them. That's just all there is to it. Maybe I should find a FDA-sponsored training course, which didn't exist. Okay. You know, so the only other outlet for that was industry organizations starting up, like the Roundtable. Uh, I was preoccupied and juggling three hats at that point in time, so I had uh, one of my junior people. He wasn't junior; he was my second in command, basically in the QA group. Uh, I had him participate in. Uh, the roundtable discussions, uh, and also when SQAs got formed and started their first formal meetings. So he participated until 91, and I figured, you better get in there and dig around and see what's going on. So I, I joined in 91, and I've been a member since then. Wow. Who, do you, who would you say was your biggest influence in, uh, in your career? Well, the biggest, I'm sure, would be Paul Lepore, who was obviously the grandfather of the GLPs, they call him, out of FDA. Uh, very personable guy, very approachable. Um, you could come to the meeting and Paul was there and you could walk right up to him and ask him a very blunt, direct question and he'd give you an answer. If he didn't give you, have an answer for you, he said, I'll get back to you on that. And he'd take your card and he always got back to you. He always got back to you with an answer. He was approachable, he was always in the middle of the crowd, not standing off to the side. He was in the middle of the crowd, uh, participating if nothing else, and just friendly conversation and networking and learning what's going on and listening 
and, and also fielding questions, which was very, 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 very productive back in the early years. He, he, was, he was excellent with that. So he was, was he one of the first regulators to actually get involved with SQA? Uh, I, I would be hard pressed to say that because I wasn't really in any of the roundtable things before SQA mm -hmm. and a couple of the first years of SQA. Again, I, I joined in 91, but he was the center of activity when I got here in 91. What are some of the things you like best about uh, SQA? Networking, uh, old guys, teaching new guys how to do things, and talking to them. I mean, I think networking is the biggest piece that SQA offers because we're all in different, unique situations. We all have our own little niches we have to deal with, or we have 5,000 of them that we've got to deal with them. Uh, it just helps to have a resource, whether that be one person or 5,000, that you can go to and, and get an answer, or at least talk about what your issue is and try to figure out what you should do. And, and back in the bad old days, that was very important mm -hmm. because I mean, come on, we, we were, you know, feeling our way around. Our, our toes were 20 feet out in front of us in the dark trying to figure out what we should do. And, and it, was, it was always helpful to have somebody else to bounce ideas off of and talk to about, I, this is what I'm thinking I'm going to do. This is how I think we ought to approach this situation. Uh, what do you think? And, and, you know, have a good discussion about it. They never made it to the podium for a presentation. They never you know, made it to a sideline or anything or a, a side meeting of any sort because they didn't exist to start with. We didn't have specialty sections. It was just us. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of had to find the people that were relevant. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in SQA over the years? The ability to get people together and network and to have the resources available. The specialty sections are a great resource. Uh, you know, you can narrow down when you come to the meeting to a specific group, or you can narrow down to them for their monthly meetings that they have and just start participating by phone. You know, the, the, these things didn't exist when I started. I mean, you went to the annual meeting once a year, and that was it. That was know? all of it. And, and we did the training sessions, which was very beneficial, I think. There, were, there was a crew of us that did those things. Probably a core group of five or six that went traveling all over the country again four times a year when we when we could find a venue. Uh, they paid for themselves. I mean, obviously everybody had questions about GLPs, and we did these presentations as SQA, mm -hmm. uh, so we had a little credibility. I'm not sure we always lived up to that. <laughs> <laughs> we we tried anyway, and we did show up, and and, and many of us uh, became very good friends. Many of us are gone now. Uh, Many of us are no longer available that used to do those courses. But we spent an awful lot of time putting those courses together, making sure that we presented the right information. Uh, and at the annual meeting, I, as, when I was chair, I set Paul down and I said, look, this is what we're presenting. Can you kind of give me an idea? Are we on the right track? Should we be doing something different? You know, what's hot with you guys? You know, what are you seeing? You know, it was always the same things, SOPs, study director responsibilities, management not paying attention. Those three things were always, and I think Chrissy said that this morning, you know, it's the same three things on top of the list every time because it gets applied in different situations. You have new groups coming on, you have new management come in that don't understand what it is you're really trying to do. Um, I, I think you need to 
couch all of these comments I'm making that I've worked in CROs my whole life. That was my career. I never worked for major pharma, you know, and I never worked for an agency. It was always a CRO, and it was always with the perspective that we had clients we served. And one of the things I've always, I guess, been very proud of is I want to know what it is we need to do to make their projects run successfully. And it's gotten me into a number of very contentious situations with a number of clients. But you have to hold your ground at some point, and I think we ha all have to do that if we know that what we're doing is the right way to go. A brand new member comes up to you and you start talking to them. What, what's the advice? What, are, what do you um, want to impart to that person? Talk a little, listen a lot. <laughs> find people that hold court because you'll find them everywhere. They'll be standing in, in little groups talking about this, that, or the other. Uh, go, to the, go to the specialty section meetings. Those that really interest you are the ones that are relevant to what you do uh, on your day-to-day -day basis. Those are the people that have the answers that you, you may need. They're the people that have done it longer than you. They're the people that know how to organize it. They're the people that know where to go find resources and who to call to ask questions. That's the biggest thing because none of us come to a meeting with a list of things that, you know, these are my problems. I got to find the answers to, you know, they happen and you know, mid-July in the heat of the summer and you got a problem and you got to fix it, you got to have somebody to call. You have to have a resource that you can depend on to go to as your go-to person. Uh, the mentoring program, I, I guess, would be one of the prime examples of, a, of an area that, you know, if you match the skills right with the people, the mentor and the mentees, uh, I, I can't say that it works because I've never participated. I've always had too many other irons in the fire, so I've, I've always felt like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to commit the time to make sure it's done properly. And I just never felt like I had the time. But that's what my suggestions would be. Like I said, talk a little bit, ask a few questions, and open your ears. Because people got things to say, and they have relevant things to say, especially if you ask a pointed question. And I do appreciate you having some <laughs> things to say today. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you today and getting to know you better, and I'm sure that SQA members will also. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so. <laughs>